Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zolnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of Vision is More Than 2020. We are so happy to be here. It is Thanksgiving week, which is always the kickoff to the holidays, which makes me so happy. And I have to say, I really do love Thanksgiving because it's just such a wonderful holiday to just remind everybody to kind of step back and remember what you're thankful for. In this crazy life, everyone is so busy. Sometimes we forget to really appreciate the small things. So this is what our weekly insight is about this week. We wanted to just talk about what we're thankful for. So I think I speak for both Dr. L and I that we are so incredibly thankful for the health of our family and our friends and our patients as well. We are also so thankful that we get to provide care for our patients and get to go to a job that we love every single day. So I know I am so, so incredibly thankful every single day for all of these things. And I even actually make my husband say what he's thankful for before we go to bed every night. He sometimes is like, please just, and I say to him, nope, you have to say what you're thankful for. And sometimes it's deep, but sometimes it's just that he's happy that we had steak for dinner and he's thankful for that. So that's my one piece of advice is try to incorporate being thankful every single day, especially in these weird, weird times that we're in. Uh, I love that sentiment, Dr. Z. And I have to say, I'm so thankful to have you as a partner this year. I think it's been a really interesting year for our partnership where we really don't see each other that much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think it's really made us work on our communication piece because that's really how we have been running the business and the podcast together is all through communication um, without really being able to be together the way that we usually are. But mm-hmm. it really makes me appreciate our partnership that we've grown together and to have you by my side through this crazy, crazy year. Oh, Dr. L, thank you. Yeah, I I always say that you're my yin to my yang. And I think this year proved that even more than than ever that, you know, we're able to build and continue building our friendship and our partnership. And I think that it's really special that we have each other. So we got really sentimental here, guys, but we really do love each other. And we hope that it comes across how much we love uh, each other and love what we do every day. And before we introduce today's guest, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Brunel. They are our go-to company for our vision therapy products we use in our office. For more than 60 years, Brunel has served the eye care community by developing and marketing unique and necessary solutions for doctors to help their patients reach their maximum visual potential. They offer over 2,000 products to meet the primary care and vision testing needs of their customers. They offer the largest line of vision therapy, visual rehabilitation, and behavioral optometry products in the world. They want to help doctors help their patients, especially in these uncertain times. Doctors can contact Burnell for all of their remote vision therapy needs. Give them a call or visit their website, www.burnell.com, to discuss the possibilities and see their monthly specials. Burnell wants to interact with you. Make sure you join the conversation on their social media. Build up your order and save. Our listeners can use promo code ZLPOD2020 to receive free shipping on orders within the U.S. over $199. Again, use our promo code ZLPOD2020 to receive free shipping. 
So today we are going to talk about our first responders all the way from EMTs, police, and firefighters to our active military members. And we're really going to talk about how dynamic vision testing a technology really plays a role in their life, how working on these skills can help improve their performance and help them be safe and help them keep us safe, and then also a little bit about how dynamic vision can really play a role in all of our lives. And to help us talk about dynamic vision, let's meet today's guest, Dr. Keith Smithson. Dr. Smithson is the Director of Visual Performance for the Washington Nationals. The team optometrist for the Washington Wizards, Spirit Mystics, DC United, and the Washington football team, and Vision Performance Consultant for Washington Capitals. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Smithson. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are you today? Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Perfect. So you are very, very involved in the sports vision space. Tell our listeners a little bit about your background and your current role in the optometric field. So I own a uh, multi-practice uh, optometric practice outside of Washington, D.C. And, you know, growing up, I was an athlete myself. So playing sports through college kind of was one of those things that I always, you know, wanted to figure out a way that I could marry two things that I really loved, which was optometry and taking care of people. And then obviously the sports angle. So for me, it's been a great pleasure to kind of mix those two together to grow a practice that has uh, the great fortune of working with multiple professional sports teams, uh, actually all the sports teams in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, and working with you know kids and law enforcement and military and uh, federal law enforcement and some really great things that we uh, get a chance to do and ultimately learn a lot about the vision aspect. So I learn every day, which is exciting. So hopefully I can take a little bit of what I learned and, uh, and relay it on to everyone else here. I think that's what's so great about the field that we all are in in optometry is that we're constantly growing and learning every day from each other, from our patients, and the field is really, really ever evolving and our education is never really done. And I think the area of dynamic vision is so interesting and something that not a lot of people really know about or think about. But if you do think about it, we aren't just sitting sedentary all throughout our day. We are in motion a lot throughout our day. And your visual skills really have to work that much more efficiently for you when you're in motion versus when you're sitting down. So explain to our listeners a little bit more about what dynamic vision means and how you became so interested in this topic. Yeah, so I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, dynamic vision is vision in motion, right? So, you know, we all live in a very dynamic world. There's a lot of things going on out there. Um, crazy times for all of us, obviously. Um, and testing in a very static situation where you're sitting in a room, uh, your chair isn't moving, the target isn't moving, uh, you know, obviously gives us some relevant data as to whether or not you're seeing a target clearly. But does that really translate to the way that we see driving down an eight lane highway? Does that really translate to the way that we work, you know, on these digital devices for hours a day in our days today? Um, is it relevant to hitting a 97 mile an hour fastball? Uh, probably not. So I think it's it's a tip of the iceberg sort of thing when we're talking about dynamic vision. Uh, but as we'll talk about, there's so many other aspects of vision uh, that can be tested and can be quantified uh, that can look um, completely normal until you actually do the dynamic vision test. You take someone who has, you know, what we say 20-20 vision, right, uh, and could still have significant deficiencies in the way that they perform in a dynamic environment. So now we're recording on Veterans Day, right? So let's talk about our first responders and our military personnel. You're kind of in a unique location because you are right outside of D.C. You get to see these, these professionals. How do you approach their exams a little bit different than, say, a regular eye doctor that just says, oh, your ocular health is, is normal, everything is intact, and you see 20-20 and you don't need glasses? What do you do differently for these people? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's my obligation, it's my privilege to be able to help these individuals. I mean, ultimately, right? I mean, these people are out there for us and doing things for us every single day to keep us safe. So, you know, when you're working with a professional athlete and you get a chance to maybe, you know, score an extra touchdown this season or get a couple extra home runs that might help their contract, you know, that's a great thing. But if we can work on something uh, with an individual that helps to keep them or patients or the public safe, um, you know, that's absolutely what we're out there to do. You know, we're docs and that's what we want to do. So um, for me, it's, it's always been exciting to see that environment. You know, I've had opportunity to work with law, federal law enforcement and go into, you know, close quarters combat and see the way that these individuals can, you know, can move and, and the precision with which they move through those environments and uh, the speed of decision making and the, the, the types of, of stress that they're under to do their jobs. Um, and, you know, a lot of their world is, is extremely dynamic and things are happening in milliseconds. So if we can go forward and test some things that weren't tested before and enhance those qualities, uh, again, we're, we're out there to try to keep them safe and, and keep the public safe as well. Yeah, I think particularly this year of 2020, where we've seen, you know, so many national events go on, those first responder teams in the military, people in the healthcare field who are first responders, are ever that more important and they really have had to have their visual skills really intact and in place to tackle everything that this year has hit them with. So when you are doing your exam, how do you test for dynamic vision? What does that look like? Yeah, so I mean, testing for dynamic vision starts with an exam that looks very similar to what anyone's gone through before. Uh, I think obviously the word precision comes into play. So, you know, taking a little bit more time uh, to maybe make sure that you're assessing the way that their vision is, the clarity of their vision, maybe in different lighting conditions, you know, looking at something called contrast. So, you know, making sure that they have, you know, good 2020, 2015 acuity. But, you know, is there something that might be different about an individual in the way that they see at night? Um, so if their environment might involve smoke or night environments, uh, certainly making sure that they're maximizing their ability to see in different lighting conditions. Uh, we look at things like muscular skills. So muscular skills would involve things like their eye movements, their eye tracking, uh, the, the ability of the eyes to kind of work together as a seamless unit, um, having good things like depth perception and their ability to judge distance and depth and targets uh, that they may have to you know, catch or shoot or you know, move towards. So um, you know, those are things that all happen really inside of a routine eye exam. For me, it's just a matter of taking a little extra time and you know, listening to the, the visual skills and the visual demands of that individual and then making sure that you meet those visual demands. Um, and I think the exciting part is what comes after that. And that's where, you know, exciting new technologies have emerged for us to be able to test things that we couldn't test before and quantify, you know, eye movements in milliseconds. You know, we use uh, right eye technology. Right eye is a very cool eye tracking technology that can actually uh, trace out someone's eye movements to make sure that they are moving symmetrically and working together. Uh, if they're not, there are ways for us to remediate that. Uh, we can look at things like their, their physical eye movement. So how fast does it take for your eye to get from one place to another? Not how clearly do you see, but is there a delay in milliseconds from your eye getting from one target to another? And then once you get to that target, how do you make decisions and how quick and how efficient are your decisions? So those are neurological you know, metrics that we can now measure inside of a routine eye exam and you know, quantify those things and now improve them. So massive opportunities for us to keep them safe from not just seeing clearly, but also seeing more accurately from a muscle standpoint and making better decisions from a neurological standpoint. So pretty exciting stuff. Absolutely. And like I said, you are working with such a unique demographic with the military personnel. They have to respond so quickly. They can't think before they act or before they see it's just happening so, so quickly. Do you find when you're, the patients come in and they start to do these tests, do they look at you like, 
oh my gosh, how do you know that I'm a little slow when the lights are low? Do you, do you find that with your patients that they're like, hey, how come you know me better than I know myself? Yeah, I mean, I think that, honestly, from a, from a law enforcement military standpoint, these are some of the most engaged individuals that you'll work with, especially tactical shooters and such. You know, they're, they're coming in looking for information on ways that they can improve and get better. So uh, I think a little different from a professional athlete standpoint, to your point where, you know, they may not want to, you know, admit weakness where it could, you know, relay negatively to their, you know, next contract or, or whether they stay with the team or whatever it might be. Um, you know, these individuals on the law enforcement and military side are there for us, right? I mean, they're, they're the heroes out there. So they're out there doing everything they can to keep us safe. So for me, things like threat assessment, as you just kind of mentioned, is a massive opportunity. So uh, we have this thing called go, no go, um, which we can measure, which means, you know, is this the situation that I pull the trigger or not? And you can't think about a more intense, high stress, you know, situation that has to be determined. And, you know, whether or not that trigger gets pulled is not something that any of these individuals take lightly. So if we can do something to improve their ability to process the information quicker, uh, make a quicker and better decision, they're all for it. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're some of the most engaged people we work with. They come in every time and say, you know, what can we do this year? What can we do to get better? You know, we worked with that new technology last year. Tell me what do you have new. Um, so it's, it's exciting stuff. Very exciting. Always nice to see good motivation in our patients. It makes such a difference as they progress through their program, right? Absolutely. And so once you've determined that someone has some delays or some inefficiencies in their dynamic visual skills, how do you then work on that? How do you improve those skills? What technology do you use or techniques do you use with your patients? Yeah, so I mean, I think that breaks down into really kind of three specific areas. So one would be if there is a what we call a refractive component. So if there's something related to the way that they see or the clarity of their vision or their vision in different lighting conditions, we may be able to work with different adaptable light filters. You know, we have adaptable light filters and contact lenses now uh, that can make them see better and more consistent in different lighting scenarios. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, so there may be things that we do from an eye lens standpoint, glasses or contact lens related. There may be things that then we do from a muscular standpoint. So if there's a physical muscular kind of imbalance, there are um, online training tools and capabilities that we can use. We mentioned right eye earlier. Uh, they have an online training capability that we can use to actually, um, you know, smooth out eye movements and eye tracking. So uh, we can do that remotely through computers and apps. Um, there's physical training that can be done in an office, you know, kind of like a physical therapy environment. Um, sportsvisionpros.com is a website that we built that will have multitude of different videos out there for people to go to that are archived based on visual skills and demands that they could work on, you know, eye-hand coordination, peripheral vision, depth perception, things like that that can be done um, that are kind of physical skill sets. Um, and then the last one would be really those neurological, those kind of decision-making speed uh, and capability options. So, you know, we have strobe training glasses, things like Synaptic and companies like that that have, you know, strobe training capability. Um, NeuroTracker is another one that we use that has multiple object tracking uh, that allows people to make decisions quicker and better when they're tracking multiple targets. So, again, think about our military law enforcement application, but think about driving down the highway and making a good decision when you're trying to merge in an eight-lane highway, um, you know, with multiple moving targets. Targets, um, that's what we're able to now assess and train and then go back to those objective metrics that we have from the beginning and quantify differences. So it's not a matter of, you know, do you feel better? You know, we have numbers that say, yeah, absolutely. We're now tracking targets quicker. We're making decisions, you know, three tenths of a second quicker than we were a month ago. Um, so things that can actually be remediated quite quickly, as long as you identify the deficiency and target it. 
what does your programs look like? Uh, because I feel like you can, there's always room for improvement. I always joke that everybody needs a little vision therapy, right? Because no one's perfect and vision is a learned process, which is why we can improve upon it. So what does your typical program look like? Is it a short course? Do you have people come back, like you said, every year that are interested in kind of buffing up their skills? What, what does your programs typically um, kind of fall into? Yeah, after that initial assessment where we, you know, kind of break down the, you know, the areas of deficiency or the potential areas for improvement, uh, we put together a training protocol and that would, you know, involve sometimes in-office training where we have, um, again, we have five offices in our practice, so we're lucky enough to have some space that we have devoted to visual training uh, in two of my five offices, so not in all of them, uh, but there is an in-office training capability that's open to sometimes certain individuals. Uh, a lot of it, honestly, is remote training. Uh, I, I believe strongly in a lot of the remote training capabilities that are out there. Um, so the nice thing about that is that we can, you know, again, quantify um, the initial test. We can put them into a prescribed vision training program that might be remotely done on their iPad or on their laptop at home. Um, we can monitor that. We can watch compliance. Obviously, as I said, the military law enforcement, you don't have to worry about compliance. These guys are absolutely uh, gung-ho. So these, these men and women are, are, are the best of the best of the best. So uh, we don't have to worry about that, but, you know, a 12-year-old baseball player, maybe. So, you know, having something like that where we, you know, can track compliance and then look at their data, bring them back into the office. Usually, you know, every month or so I'll see them. Once I achieve the results I'm looking for, uh, then I tend to turn them loose on their own recognizance. We give them sort of a home-based training program that they can follow uh, to, you know, do throughout their season or, or to keep them, you know, sharp if they want to. But um, there's things that we'll, we'll essentially teach them how to do in the process of training to build the skills, but also teach them how to, you know, maintain those skills on their own. That sounds like a really wonderful program. Can you share with us maybe one of your like favorite success stories, like someone that really went through a lot of this training of their dynamic visual skills, and then were able to take that and translate it into their real life and their career profession and how it changed how they were operating within that realm? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the most dramatic ones we have are actually post-concussion recovery. So, you know, we have individuals obviously working with a lot of military law enforcement that are coming in, you know, post-traumatic brain injury and things that way. And, you know, their lives are significantly impacted, not just in not being able to do their job, but not being able to, you know, live their life or, or spend time with their kids or deal with a noisy environment or drive their car back and forth to work. And, you know, being able to use a lot of the same technologies for dynamic vision uh, and assess something that might be off um, you know, from a now physical standpoint or neurological standpoint that can be remediated with the same type of training, you know, can give people their lives back. And that's, you know, that's amazing. So um, for us, that's, that's, you know, worth the price of admission right there. So everything for me, um, you know, goes into, you know, again, their safety and the safety of the public. So being able to help with concussion recovery is a massive opportunity for, for really optometry in general, but certainly for anyone doing dynamic vision, it, it's got, you know, a pretty significant carryover. Yeah, those concussion patients, and especially ones that are high functioning patients pre-concussion, they are so acutely aware of little slips in their system where they are like, I can't make a decision fast like I used to. I am bogged down by the eight lanes of traffic that I used to never even think about. I could fly through this with no problem. And I, I think it's, like you said, it's such a unique opportunity for optometry because we understand vision in such a way that we understand the functionality of it. And that even though you see clearly, there's so much more to it. I know Dr. L and I both really love working with the concussion population because they had normal vision and then they lost it. And then we've been able to, we were able to get them back to normal and they really feel, uh, and we can see the change in them. And I think that's so unique and so special about what we do every day. Now, 
for those people that are listening that are saying dynamic vision, this is something new. I'm not a first responder. I'm not a professional athlete. How is important is dynamic vision in everyday life? You touched on this a little bit, but explain it again for our listeners why this piece is really important in everyday life. Yeah, so I mean, I think we talked about it earlier. This is a dynamic world, right? We all live in. So is it is it still relevant to test vision in a static way when we live in a dynamic world? I think that's the, the long and short of it. So the fact is there are technologies out there that can be used. Um, you know, most optometrists have access to them. Uh, if your optometrist does not, again, send them to Sports Vision Pros. We have online education that they can take anytime. Um, the AOA is something that they can do as well and, and learn, you know, how to do dynamic vision testing. Um, it's not, you know, as I say, rock science. This is something that, you know, trust me, I'm not the brightest bulb in the lamp and, you know, figuring out how to do things like this uh, is something that, you know, is, a, is an ass, absolute massive opportunity for optometry as a, as a general profession. And if we don't take a hold of this, we're going to lose scope of care that we have uniquely uh, at our feet right now. So to our colleagues out there across the country, you know, learn about it, take classes, take courses, um, you know, invest in some technology. Uh, it certainly has, you know, re rewards for us as far as, you know, instituting training and technology that can be done remotely outside of your office uh, with having, you know, quantifiable gains and results. So ultimately, I think it's something that, you know, all of us should advocate for getting dynamic vision testing. You know, if you're, a, a, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a kid struggling with reading in school who has perfect 20-20 vision and every doctor has said you don't need a pair of glasses. So, you know, what's going on with this kid that can't read in school? Um, you know, and we are able to assess eye tracking and see that one eye, you know, lags behind the other or, you know, they don't have the ability to scan between, you know, two different words on a page, you know, efficiently. So without finding that, you can't fix that. Uh, but in our profession, we have that opportunity. We can find it, we can fix it, we can make a difference. Um, and I think, you know, again, there was a, a statement Nike made years ago that said everyone with a body is an athlete. So uh, we all want to be, you know, our best and the best version of ourselves. So, you know, functional vision, dynamic vision, whatever you want to call it, is our way of maximizing the vision we have, not just seeing a target clear that's on a wall across the room. But absolutely, you know, having all the aspects of vision as fully functional as possible. And if not, knowing that they're not where they belong and having a treatment program and protocol that can get you there. Um, and the, the dots are now connected. So it's an awesome opportunity. Right. I think it makes a lot of sense, everything that you're saying. And I think by doing this supplemental testing or um, extra testing throughout your exam, you can really detect things and find things that you wouldn't if you're not looking for it. Right? You're not going to find a problem if you're not looking for it. And thank you for sharing all of those resources to any optometrist listening, because this is really something that can easily be incorporated into your everyday exam. And once you start looking at this testing, I think a lot of people would be surprised how many times they find deficiencies in this area. And if you're not comfortable in doing this testing or it's just not a realm of optometry that you're interested in looking into, just know that these resources are out there and there are other people that are doing this and that they're very easily found and you can locate a doctor to refer your patients to so that this is being assessed and managed. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Now, where can our listeners can find you if they're interested in working with you directly? Yeah, so sportsvisionpros.com is a perfect connection point for me. Uh, like I said, it's an educational resource for parents and uh, students and law enforcement, military first responders. There are community chats that they can talk to each other on our website. Um, there's you know, a connection point for docs on there to ask us questions. Uh, we do educational sessions for optometry school students. Uh, every couple of months so we're educating the next generation of optometrists coming up um, that do want to learn about these things and want to go out there and add this you know aspect to a practice that they may be joining 
Um, so again, use the resource. Uh, if you're you know, an optometrist currently practicing within the AOA, there's a resource already there for you. So I think ultimately, you know, once you go to the website, once you learn about some of the different technologies, you can connect into different you know, practicing providers for, let's say, NeuroTracker, Right Eye, things like that. You can find a provider near you. Um, so those kind of opportunities are there. And I think you made a great point earlier. If, if your doc that you currently work with just hasn't you know, built up this capability yet, you know, they can test to the limit of their capability. They can feel comfortable with things. As long as they have the awareness that, you know what, there are some things out there like dynamic vision uh, and there's you know, a, a guy or a lady down the street that does a great job at this, you know, feel comfortable referring. You know, you're gonna get those patients back. Um, it's just a matter of making sure that you're giving them every opportunity to be successful in life. And that's all of our jobs, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dr. Smith. And I know Dr. Azilniki and I learned so much from you, and I know our listeners are going to learn so much by listening to this episode. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Follow us at Twin Forks Optometry on Facebook and Instagram. Join our private Facebook group, Vision is More Than 2020. Subscribe, download, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Tune in next week to learn more about your vision.